Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. Once again, the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse brings you classic theatre adapted and performed by some of the very best audio players from around the world. So without further ado, here's your host for this week's show. Hey gang, I'm so glad you made it. I'm John Drew, your old-time radio pal from the Chronic Rift Network, and I'm here with the Chronic Rift regulars. Keith, Paul, Michael, Debbie and Clay, Kevin, they're all here for today's show. Now one thing, if you're going to sit with them in the audience, don't talk during the performance. Speaking of the performance, today's Sonic Summerstock is an episode of The Lone Ranger, Harvey Preston by Misfits Audio. This episode originally was produced back in 1939, and it does my old-time radio and Western heart a great skip and beat to know that this is being produced in a modern age. So why don't we return to those thrilling days of yesteryear? The Lone Ranger is going to ride again. The orchestra is getting ready. With that warm-up, I ask you once again, make sure that the popcorn is chewed quietly and that all your cell phones are turned off. Enjoy the show. A fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver. The Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the Great Horse Silver. Hi-yo, Silver! The Lone Ranger rides again. It was early Saturday evening when Dr. Harvey Preston arrived in Canyon City. A few curious eyes noted the progress of the spring wagon driven by the young doctor as he came to a stop in front of the town's only hotel. Entering the two-story frame building, Preston was aware of the sudden hush in conversation in the lobby of the hotel. I'd like to get a room, please. Yeah? For how long? 
Well, that depends until I could find a house. Well, plenty of houses in Canyon City. Ain't many of them fit to live in, though. Here, sign your name. All right. There. That'll be a dollar, mister. In advance. In advance. <laughs> All right, here you are. Yeah. Any other night you can sleep here on credit. But Saturday night, well, that's when some fellas get a touch of lead poisoning in this town. <laughs> so I've heard. Well, let's see now. What's your name? Uh, Preston, eh? Dr. Harvey Preston. Say, are you a doctor? Don't I look like one? <laughs> well, what do you know about that? You sure look mighty young to be a sawbones, mister. I hope that won't be against me. You see, I'm going to work here. You don't say. By the way, can I get someone to take care of the team? Sure, Doc. I reckon we can fix you up all right. Thanks. I'll be glad to pay you... You a new sawbones, sonny? My name is Preston. Yeah, pretty fair doctor. What's your trouble? I'd uh, like you to have a look at a sick mule I got over at the stables. Um, what seems to be wrong with the animal? Well, I don't rightly know, Sonny. She might just uh, be uh, just lonesome, maybe. <laughs> Say, there's only one remedy for a case like that, mister. Yep. What? Go sit in the stall with her. And keep her company. Fresh <laughs> young upstart, I have a good mind to keep your hands off me. Listen, you pipsqueak. My name's Taggart, see? Big Taggart. That's me. When I say you gotta go look at my sick mule, you gotta go. In the first place, my friend, I'm not a horse doctor. Second place, you haven't got a sick mule. In the third place, I don't take orders from any man in your condition. Doggone your hide, I'll bust you in two! That ought to teach you some manners. Maybe we can both learn something, Taggart. Ow! Why, I'll kill you for that. Nobody ever hit Big Taggart and lived to brag about it. I'll show you. Let me get my hands on you and I'll crush your daylights out of you. Watch it, kid. Don't let him get his hands on you. Don't worry about that. Had enough, Taggart? I'm gonna blow your brains out. Look out. He's got a gun. No, you don't. Not today. Oh, I declare. Big Taggart sure must be slipping. Yeah, he slipped, partner, and fell. <laughs> Looks like the doc already found himself a patient to work on. Yeah, you got a nice job of patching to do there, doc. Sorry. I don't like working on coyotes any more than I do working on jugheads. <laughs> yeah, and me, I was just asking a kid if he ain't never had no experience. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, young fella, you want to earn a dollar? Huh? Oh, why, yeah, I guess so. Fine. Come along to give me a hand to carry some luggage up to my room. Here we are. You take that suitcase and the small bag there. Yeah, I'll, I'll handle this big one. Yes, sir. Where's the Lone Ranger, Dan? He and Tonto are camped about six miles west, just outside of town, Stony Ridge. Good. Soon as we get this stuff upstairs, ride out and tell them I'm here. Yes, sir. Tell them I've already had a run-in with Big Taggart. I sure will. 
Tell the Lone Ranger I'll be waiting for him in my room tonight. Come on, boy. Let's up with those bags. The folks of Canyon City were asleep when the masked rider of the plains drew his great white stallion to a halt at the rear of the small hotel. At his side, like a grim figure carved in the pale moonlight, sat the stalwart Indian companion, Tonto. According to Dan, that should be Preston's room just above us. Hmm. Me stay here, watch horses. Yes, Tonto. And if you see anything suspicious, make the signal. Hmm. Tonto, keep close watch. Should be able to make it by standing in the saddle. Steady, Silver. Hope this is the right room. The masked man, glad to see you. Good to know you got here safely, Preston. Tell me what's going on here. I can only tell you part of it. The rest remains to be seen. I suppose Dan told you about the incident with Taggart. Yes, and with his influence, you'll very likely find that you have several enemies in town already. Fine. The sooner I learn who these enemies are, the sooner I'll know whom I'm after. You'll have to be careful. If they get at all suspicious, you're a dead man, Preston. That's the chance we have to take in this business. Yes, I know. What do you know about Taggart? Only that he operates the stage and freight lines. He has a virtual monopoly on transportation in the Big Bend country. There have been competitors, though. Yes, but none ever lasted very long. It seems that Taggart isn't fond of, uh, competition. What about this government stuff he's been hauling? Well, six months ago, Taggart got a contract to haul government supplies from the railroad at Natchez Point to the Army outpost up on Wolf River. Yes. Last week, one of Taggart's wagons left the railroad with a store of new Army rifles and a couple of dozen cases of ammunition. Those rifles and cartridges never reached the Wolf River outpost. Hmm. The guard and the wagon driver were found dead. The horses were gone. The wagon burned to ashes. Whoever pulled that job wasn't taking any chances. Every outlaw has to take a chance, sooner or later. Yes, you're right. Frankly, though, I was surprised when you sent for me. Usually, you don't call for help. I sent for you because of your medical training. You see, Preston, the guard and driver on that freight wagon put up a fight before they died. And I have reason to believe that some of the outlaws may have been wounded. There's no doctor here in Canyon City, so I thought that... I get it. So as soon as the word gets around there's a doctor in town, I'm likely to have visitors, eh? Exactly. Well, well. It'll be something of a novelty for Dr. Harvey Preston to be giving out aid and comfort to a bunch of outlaws. Don't take this thing too lightly, Preston. The men we're up against are cold-blooded killers. We've got to catch them. Understand? Yes, I, I know that. When they raided that freight wagon, they secured enough arms and ammunition to fight an army. Our job is to break up this gang before they can organize and sell those rifles, or do whatever they are now planning. You're right. If this thing isn't smashed now, we'll be up against the worst band of outlaws the West has ever known. I'm going now, but I'm leaving Tonto to watch this hotel. He'll be around in case you want to get in touch with me. And if you should leave town, Tonto will follow your trail, wherever you go. I'm glad to know that. Just remember this. If you do have visitors, and they find out who you really are, you're a dead man. 
Big Taggart suffered many painful bruises from his fistic encounter with Harvey Preston. But what was most embarrassing was the thought that he had actually been whipped in a fistfight and by a man much smaller than himself. Leaving the hotel, Taggart got his horse and rode furiously for the hills. An hour's ride brought him to a well-hidden rendezvous. Here, he reined the sweating horse to a halt, dismounted, and ran into the frame shack. Holy mackerel, Chief, what happened to you? You look like you've been sorting wildcats. Never mind that. You gents listen to me. What's up, boss? Anything wrong? No, something lucky for Shorty and Vance and Kramer there. Huh? What do you mean, something lucky? Slick, there's a young sawbones in town, name of Harvey Preston. A doctor, eh? Well, that's fine. I reckon now we can get you Jaspers patched up right. Yeah, although you don't deserve nothing, being so careless that you let them birds on that freight wagon shoot you full of holes. We already explained that, Big. Those fellows saw us just before we got ready to crack down on them. I know, I know. Only next time, don't let the same mistake happen again. Slick, I want you to settle up and go fetch that sawbones out here. See that he gets these boys patched up good, and then see that he stays here. Understand? Sure, boss. I know what you mean. I got a personal score to settle with that smart aleck. You mean the doc's the one that made you look like that? Never mind what I mean. Slick, you better get started. Yeah, sure. I'll go right now. Hey, boss! Come here, quick! What is it, Nellis? A bunch of riders, boss. They're coming this way, fast. Riders? Yeah, they're... They're engines, boss! Is that bunch of Apaches, Slick? The ones we got them guns for? Must be 40 or 50 in that bunch. And that's old Red Fox himself. Hmm. Don't know what's on his mind, but keep your eyes peeled. Red Fox, make powwow with Big Taggart. Hiya, Red Fox. Light and loose your saddle a spell. Red Fox, wait many moon for guns white man promise. No get gun. Why? Uh, I, I had a little trouble there, Red Fox. Some of my men got shot at. That's why I ain't been able to deliver them to you. Red Fox not like white men tell lie. Now listen here. Chief or no chief, don't you come riding into my place and start calling names. You want those guns to blame fast, lay down the money and take them yourself. We're gun now, Tiger. Yeah, they're, they're all right. Don't worry about that. You got the money? Red Fox give money when white men give gun. Yeah, how do I know I can trust you? That's quite a bunch of men you got there. Red Fox got many more men close by. More men? You mean you brought... Hey, you riding with a war party, Red Fox? Red Fox have 500 braves hidden hills. What's that? 500? Say, you must be planning something plenty big. Indian will own many fine cattle. Horse. Apache be powerful tribe again. But first, warrior ride against Paleface Soldier. You mean you got 500 redskins ready to ride against the Wolf River outpost? Hmm. Now, where you hide rifle and bullet? After the Lone Ranger had left the hotel in Canyon City, Harvey Preston checked over his medical kit. Finally, satisfied with the contents, he straightened up and snapped the bag shut. There, that's a pretty complete kit, even to the six-shooter in the bottom with 45 caliber pills. Who's there? Open up, Doc. Someone's been hurt. Just a minute. Come on in. What's happening? Uh, my name's Nellis. Slick Nellis. A fella out at our place has gotten hurt. Hurt? 
With what? How? You'd better come out and take a look at him, Doc. Well, certainly, Mr. Nellis, but surely you can tell me what's wrong with the man. You'd better bring plenty of medicine or whatever you need. There's more than one. Oh. Should I bring some sort of treatment for gunshot wounds? You're a smart boy, Doc. Now hustle up and let's be going. Well, I'm not so sure. I don't want to get mixed Maybe up. Maybe this will help you make up your mind. Hmm. That gun doesn't leave me very much choice in the matter. By the way, how far... Never mind asking so many questions. Just get your stuff and come on. Sure. My bag's all packed. Just a second. I'd better close this window in case it rains. Why bother with that? Hurry up! Come on, let's go. Right with you. And don't try anything going out of the hotel. Just act natural. Here, I got two horses over here. You think of everything, my friend. Yeah. Uh, uh, all set? Let's go, Doc. Right. Giddy up. Yeah. Take that blindfold off now if you want to. Thanks very much. There's some pretty riled up hombres in here, so I wouldn't advise you to try any tricks. Don't worry about me. Well, it's about time you got here, Slick. Looks pretty young to be a Sawbones. You reckon he knows his business? He'd better know his business. That's all I gotta say. If you men will stop talking and get out of the way, I'll go to work. Here, get uh, this man's shirt can't... off. Somebody get busy and boil some water. Lots of it. Hey, who's this bird think he is, giving orders so free and easy? Shut up and do like the doc says. Go on. Nellis, you've got two or three pretty bad cases here. These bandages are filthy dirty. There's real danger of infection. You're going to fix me up all right, ain't you, doc? I'll do the best I can. Now, be still. And I'll have to sterilize this wound before it can be bandaged. I don't suppose it would be smart to ask how this happened. Just don't get too curious, Preston. You'll stay healthy. Mm. Tell the man to hurry up with... Nellis! Why in the world didn't you tell me that these men were... Huh? What's the matter, Doc? Do you know what thrombosis of the, uh... is? Huh? Where's my bag, quick? I only hope I bought some of those tablets along. Here, here's your satchel, Doc. What's wrong? Nellis, this is a disease I've only encountered once before in my career. Yeah? What happened, Doc? The patient died. Yes. A horrible death, too. Within six hours. And within four hours more, three of his friends died. Hey, uh... What are you talking about? This man has contracted a very fatal disease. Uh, resulting from... Shock. Here, mister. Open your mouth and swallow those tablets. Well, uh, hey. Shorty, you feeling that bad? I feel terrible. Slick. That disease. Here, mister. Open your mouth and swallow these tablets. Sure, Doc. Did you bring plenty of them pills? Well, we'll soon find out, my friend. Nellis. Yeah? 
It'd be a good idea for you to take some of these tablets yourself. Huh? Well, I ain't been hurt none. I know, but you've been exposed to every man here. You, you mean it's catching? Yes, it certainly is. Here, swallow these, just to be on the safe side. No, I, I don't know. I, I might take one. One wouldn't be enough. Take three or four. I guess if you say so. Yes, here, take them, quickly. Wait, somebody's coming. Why, boss, what are you doing out here this time of night? What's the gun for? Well, I'm bringing you some news, Slick. Some real news. This cannon is for your friend here, the doctor. Slick, I... Hey! Slick! What in the... Shorty just keeled over. Doc, what was in them pills you was handing out? Those were sleeping tablets, Nellis. Your boys won't bother anybody for quite a spell. Why, you low-down coyote, what kind of sawbones are you? What's the idea? I can answer that for you, Slick. Our friend, the doctor here, happens to be a Texas Ranger. Texas Ranger? Yeah, and that ain't all. This Jasper's in cahoots with a masked man that calls himself the Lone Ranger. You mean that hombre that owns that big white stallion? Yeah, that's him. You see, Preston, if that's your name, that clerk down at the hotel happens to be on my payroll. Some people will take any kind of money, won't they? Didn't take much to make him go through your luggage up there. And what he found made him real curious. And he was right outside your door when that masked man came calling. Hey, look at Kramer, boss. He's done gone to sleep with the rest of them. You got something in that satchel to bring him out of it? Yes, since you've got me. I suppose it makes no difference if they do wake up now. Well, then get busy with it, whatever it is. I've got some special pills here. Somewhere in the bottom of my bag. This hadn't better be another one of your tricks, Preston. Cause if these pills don't work... These pills always work, Nellis. They're 45 pills. Good medicine for bad Look men. out! You drop gun. Drop gun. Or me drop you. Good work, Tonto. Tonto? That's the Lone Ranger's engine partner. Don't gun your scheming hide, Preston. You like to shut my arm off. Too bad I didn't. Tonto. Let's get these men hogtied. Mm. You double-crossing ten-star. You tied them pretty good. They've not moved for a long time. And these others, on the bunk over here. We'll wrap them up for safekeeping, too. Uh, me fix them. This, I guess, cleans up a bad job. For once, the job is finished without help from the Lone Ranger. No, you plenty wrong. We need Lone Ranger bad now. But how? Hmm. Tonto scout back from camp here. Find big war party Apaches. Apaches? Mm. Way down here? Them have many new rifles. Me get close to camp. Hear him talk. War talk. Them ride into soldiers camp on Wolf River. Wait a minute. Taggart. You sold those rifles to the Indians? I never... You, you can't prove nothing. Tonto, you're right. We do need the Lone Ranger, and we'd better hurry. Leaving the outlaws securely bound in their own shack, Tonto and Preston rode like the wind to the Lone Ranger's camp. Within a matter of moments, the masked rider of the plains saddled the Great Horse Silver and was ready to ride. Dan, do you think you'll find that trail to the outlaw's camp from Tonto's description? I'm sure I can, sir. Good. Take Victor and ride as fast as you can for the sheriff. Tell him to get some men together and bring those killers into jail. All right. Anything else? Yes. 
Tell the sheriff that Captain Harvey Preston of the Texas Rangers will be in to take charge of the prisoners. Yes, sir. Come on, Victor. Tonto, the captain and I are going to try and stop those Indians when they start for the garrison. But we may not be able to... Mm. Eight many warriors in that party. I know, but it's a chance. What's your plan, sir? I'll explain it on the way. Tonto, ride to the garrison. Tell the officer in charge that this war party is on the way to get his men out of the stockade. They'll never have a chance if they're caught in there. Get him up, Scout. Might be a good idea if the soldiers were to ride out on the trail and catch the Indians unaware. If my plan works, they'll never reach the garrison. Come on, Captain. Let's ride. The Lone Ranger and Captain Preston raced their horses along the canyon road, then up through the scattered sagebrush along the slope leading to the summit of Stony Pledge. The first faint streaks of dawn found the two men laboriously prying with long poles at the great pile of rocks and boulders. <clears throat> it's getting daylight, Captain. We, we haven't made much progress. If only we could get a couple of these biggest ones started, it would bring an avalanche of stones down onto that trail. The path leading out of the canyon is just narrow enough. Let's both get on this pole and try to start one of those big boulders. Right. Dick, can budget? Preston, listen. Yes, they're coming. Those Indians will be through the canyon before we can stop them. Heaven help those soldiers if we don't stop them. We haven't been able to move enough rock to block even part of the trail. Wait. Give me your saddle rope. Here, Silver. Come on, boy. We'll tie our two ropes together, throw a loop over that biggest boulder, and let Silver pull while we pry with the pole. If it works, we'll start a regular landslide. Hurry. They're coming up to the canyon now. Here. There. Ready, Preston? It's our last chance. I'm ready. Silver. Go, boy. Pull hard. Now, Captain. Heave. Pull, Silver. Harder. Pull harder. Look out! There it goes! Cut those ropes off. Go on, Silver. Move out! They're blocked. Yes, thanks to that magnificent horse. I hate to think what would have happened if they'd gotten through the pass. There are enough redskins down there to massacre the garrison. Look down the slope, Preston. Here comes Tonto and the soldiers from Wolf River. They're just in time to block the exit at the other end of the canyon. Let's hope the Apaches surrender. You fellas turned a mighty good trick. I think we owe our lives to you. So you're the Lone Ranger. I'm proud to meet you. Thank you, sir. This is Captain Harvey Preston, on special duty with the Texas Rangers. How do you do, sir? How do you do? We'll keep those varmints pinned down till they're ready to throw down their rifles. Your rifles, Colonel. Big Taggart made a deal with Chief Red Fox. Taggart? 
Why that thieving polecat? He's more than a thief, sir. He murdered his own garden driver to get those rifles to the Indians. So that's what your engine friend was trying to tell me, about the Lone Ranger being out here trying to stop a bunch of engines on the warpath. I figured our best bet was to ride out and meet him. We started in right then. Colonel, I've got Taggart and his men prisoners. I wonder if you could uh, arrange an escort to help me get them to San Antone? Sure, Captain. It'd be a pleasure to get that scoundrel into prison. And I wanted to say it's a blame good thing for all us that the masked man here found the... Uh, where on earth did they go to? Why, he was just here a second ago. Well, no matter. He's probably started off on some new trail. After all, that is his job. He's the Lone Ranger. You have just listened to The Lone Ranger, Dr. Harvey Preston, featuring the voice talents of Brian Finnegan as Harvey Preston, Paul Lavelle as the hotel keeper, Mike Hennessy as Big Taggart, Ted Smagata as Dan Reed, John Bell as Slick, Michael Liebman as Kramer, James Haney as Shorty, Glenn Haskell as Red Fox, and Larry Phelan as the cavalry officer, with Jim Patton as the Lone Ranger and Johnny T as Tonto, directed in post-production by James Magata. Produced by our CEO, Captain John Tatterzak. Our webmaster is April Sadowski, with art direction by Stephen Sashcott. The Lone Ranger and related characters were created by George W. Trendle and Fran Stryker and lovingly restored by the Misfits audio players. This audio is for enjoyment purposes only. I am your announcer, John Specht, for Misfits Audio, copyright 2012. If you would like to hear more Lone Ranger stories, please post a comment. This is John Drew saying once again, thanks for listening. And if you'd like to learn more about The Chronic Rift, check us out at chronicrift.com. And that's this week's performance for the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. All productions, performances, characters, and scripts presented in the Playhouse belong strictly to their copyright holders, and no copyright infringement is assumed or intended. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is part of the Sonic Society podcast and Electric Vicuna Productions. Any shows that continue their run must have explicit permission from all parties involved. Join us next week at the Playhouse for another classic performance. With thanks to this week's host, I am your announcer, David Alt. From me, good night.
Hiya, kids. This is Stinky the Elf, coming to you from the North Pole. You know, Santa Claus's workshop, right? Well, I've been asked to convey a special message to you that my boss, Santa Claus, that's right, the jolly old fat guy in the red suit, wants to hear from all the little boys and girls out there. Here's an opportunity to tell him your Christmas list and any other special holiday message you got. And on Fridays, starting the day after Thanksgiving, my boss will read your message out loud on a new podcast called Santa's Inbox, exclusively on the Mutual Network. He'll mention your first name only, plus the town you're from, and then read your email out loud so everybody can hear it. Ain't that exciting? Yeah, Sandy told me that he used to read letters from kids on the radio back in the day, but I told him, I'm only 300 years old. I can't remember that far back. <laughs> okay, what else? Oh, yeah, this offer is open to anybody. Kids, grown-ups, the young at heart, anybody who wants to send a special message or a dedication to anybody else. So anyways, start sending Santa Claus your emails now to santas.xmas.inbox at gmail.com. That's S-A-N-T-A-S dot X-M-A-S dot I-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. Kids, please ask your folks to send your email for you.